place that is separate and apart from everything that we know and understand. And how many are glad that he is not part of the mess? He's above the mess. He's beyond the mess. He's above it all. So when we sing this chorus part again, I want you to just raise your hands to him and say, Father God, I'm, I'm believing that you're going to draw me out of this mess, out of this circumstance, and you're going to draw me into that separate place where you are. So it's just going to be me and you, and that's all there is. Nothing else. Let's, let's, let's merge ourselves with his holiness, with his separateness, and come into that presence together. Let's just sing that chorus again. Just raise your hearts and hands and say that to him. You are holy. Say it to him.
we thank you, Father God, right now for whatever that name is, unemployment, cancer, sickness, disease, depression, fear, anxiety, worry, it doesn't matter. The name doesn't matter because whatever we can name or whatever we cannot name, you're still above it. So we thank you for that this morning. We ask you to draw, that to, uh, draw us to that place this morning, to be in you, to rest in you, to find our strength in you and our security in you, because you are above it all. We ask you to touch on those who are struggling physically, to undertake them, God wells, is leave out of the hospital again, but just still fighting that infection in his body. We speak healing to that body in Jesus' name. For every other request, Father, we thank you that you're ministering, you're dealing, you're healing, you're taking care of the situation. We thank you for it. And we're going to praise you because we ask it in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I'll give the Lord a, a praise offering one more time.
into it here and beginning to, to finish this uh, last chapter, Ephesians, the sixth chapter. And we will be heading down to the tenth verse. <clears throat>
then you also see Rahab, who was a harlot, but yet sought God's provision in Israel and followed and became part of the line of Christ. So women, men, we have a choice to be what we want to be in this world. And we can do and be immeasurably more than we can ask or even think, even imagine, according to his power that's working in us. So that's the foundation that we have this morning. What a foundation that is. What a basis. Now, the, the basis and the foundation that we have really is for one purpose, and that is verse 12, to wrestle against the darkness, to fight against spiritual wickedness, to do just as the video had said, to go out into that world that is so full of hurt and despair and heartache and bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to them. So that's the foundation. We wage war against principalities of power from which we were delivered. That's what we used to be part of. So before we even begin putting on the armor uh, in the following verses, verse 13 and on, we're going to just talk about being strong in the power of his might. So three quick points this morning. The mindset, be strong in the Lord. The method, in the power of his might. And the outcome of what happens when we do that. So first of all, let's look at that mindset. Paul says, be strong in the Lord. Now he's repeating a phrase that has been repeated all through scripture in the Old Testament. Moses, four times in Deuteronomy, be strong in the Lord, be strong in the Lord, be strong in the Lord. Joshua, five times in the book of Joshua, be strong, be strong, be of good courage, be strong, be strong. Second Samuel, the second chapter, two times. First Chronicles, three times. And one of my favorite ones is First Kings, the second chapter, verse two, when David is speaking to his son Solomon, and I love what he says, he calls Solomon to his side, and he says, uh, be strong and prove yourself a man. I like that. And we take it, of course, in the spiritual realm. To prove yourself a spiritual man, a spiritual woman. Prove yourself. Well, actually, Paul picks this up then in 1 Corinthians, the 16th chapter, verse 13. And he says the same thing. Be strong, stand firm in the faith. And I sort of like the way the King James says it. Quit be like men. That doesn't mean stop being like a man. He quit yourself, which means in the old King James, it means literally be brave, be a man, be a woman. Stand up, don't bow down. Stand up, don't cower. Stand up, don't fear. Act like a grown adult. That's what it means. And now, when you read the word and you understand what we just saw in the book of Ephesians, we now have the riches of the glorious inheritance that he's given us the exceeding greatness of his power in us, the same power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and sat him up at his right hand above all rule, authority, power, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this present age, but in the age to come. You know, I always love that last line. That means that any name that is yet coming down the road, he's already above it. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. We didn't know there was going to be a COVID. But he did, and he was already above it. We don't know what 2021, 22, and 22 is holding, but whatever new name comes down the line that we all think is some new name, he just chuckles and says, oh my Lord, I've had that for years. <laughs> had it taken care of, knew it was coming. So everything that is coming. So if we have all these blessings, how strong should we be as believers? But, and here's the, the, the but, the conjunction that's always there, this is sort of a strange command, though, when you think about it. Because, you see, just to say, hey, be strong, well, it's not like a magic wand command. Uh, 
it doesn't make the boogeyman go away. If you say be strong, the cancer can still be there. If you say be strong, the problem can still be there. It's like a physician who, who walks into a room of a sick person and he says, well, you're sick. Hey, be well. Well, well that's right here to get better. It's like that old saying, you know, when a guy went to the doctor, he said, doctor, when I do this, it hurts. And the doctor said, well, don't do that. <laughs> so this is also the same as Paul when he said, rejoice in the law of the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Well, okay, that's good. But now, wait a minute. Rejoice even when I'm standing in front of the casket of a loved one? Rejoice even though I just got fired? Rejoice even though I just went bankrupt? See, just because we say, be strong, just because we say, rejoice, doesn't necessarily always mean that, and boom, everything's going to be, the sky's going to open, the clouds go away, the sun comes up, it's beautiful, the bank account's suddenly full, the doctor says you're healed. That's not necessarily what happens. So you say, well, why does Paul give this command then, especially to the church of Ephesus, which is a very strong church? Why does he say this? Well, I believe commands like this, be strong and, and rejoice, they're there to help regulate our emotions. See, I can fully let my feelings gush out and leave me like a pig with a ring in my snout. I can let my flesh take control. I can let my negativity take control. I can let my fear take control, and I can just wallow in it as long as I want. Or I can begin the regulation process. I can begin to speak scripture. I can begin to claim promises. I can begin to lift up my countenance. You see, in every situation, I have a choice. I can choose to stay in my negative situation, or I can choose to begin to move out of it. I can choose to complain, or I can choose to praise. I can choose to murmur, or I can choose to worship. I can choose to be in the mud and muck and miserable and stuck, or I can choose to be in the mud and muck and miserable, but be blessed. I can consign myself to utter defeat, or I can say, you know what? The Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh away, and I don't understand what's happening, and I don't know why I'm here, and I don't know what, what is going on, but blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, I understand, I understand that some situations are simple. They're not very profound, and we just need a quick slap in the face. We just need a, what was the old commercial uh, for men's aftershave? Who was it? Skin racer, aftershave, something like that, whatever. High karate, maybe that was it, high karate. Sometimes we need a karate slap, right? Just simple. Sometimes we need the Lord or a brother or sister of the Lord just to come by and bam, just smack us one and we go, oh, hey, you know what? You're right. You're right. I got to get out of this thing. I understand. <clears throat> but other things are very tough and they require a slow, continual, daily, hourly, minute by minute, second by second. If our watches had split seconds, sometimes it's split seconds. We need sometimes a self-command that does not stop repeating, be strong, rejoice. 
disability or handicap that changes your entire future, and now you have to rethink your entire future. Well, you can spend the next year, 10 years, 20 years, 40 years in utter despair, or you can spend it every day saying, be strong, be strong, rejoice, rejoice. But sometimes it takes claiming that strength. I mean, know that there are times that you can claim that strength on Tuesday, and it's not there on Wednesday morning yet. Sometimes it takes till Thursday or Friday of the next calendar year. <laughs> but you don't stop. I've said it before so many, many times that that is what the devil wants us most to do, to just stop. Right. That's all he wants. He wants something more than this. He doesn't, he doesn't want us to commit a great sin. He doesn't want us to do this big thing or that bad thing. If he could just get us to sit down and despair and stop, he has won the battle. If we could keep on crawling on bloody knuckles and bloody knees, he hates that because we keep on moving. So be strong, Paul says. First of all, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. So the second thing, though, is the method. How do we be strong? Okay? <clears throat> how, how do I become strong in the Lord? Well, I believe it's in the next verse, the first two words, put on, put on. This is a very interesting uh, set of words, and Paul uses them quite often in his writing. So he says, you've got to put on, put on the armor. You've got to do this. Say, well, how, what does that mean? Well, first of all, I believe to put on shows dependence. We're putting something on. Paul, all through his writings, Romans the 13th chapter, verse 12, he said, the night is far gone, the day is, uh, the day is at hand. So let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Put it on, Romans 13, 14. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Galatians 3, 27. For as many of you have been baptized in Christ, you have put on Christ. You have a, a new wardrobe that you've put on. Ephesians 4, 24. Colossians 3, 10. Put on the new man that has a renewed mind, that has the mind of Christ. Put that new man on with the new mind. How many know that our old mind is what causes us most of our problems? The way we think, the way we behave, the way we act. Many, many times when you go to Scripture, you'll find out it's not the same mind as the mind of Christ. And then in Colossians 3.14, he says probably the ultimate, put on love. Put on love. So he was very, very keen on this phrase to put on, to put on. So I believe that the key to being strong is to continually put on every day the life of Christ, the love of Christ, the joy of Christ, the peace of Christ. Fill your heart with the word. Fill it with the word over and over, even if it's just a phrase. I, I, as a matter of fact, I've been repeating this whole past week as I've been studying this, this, this passage. I've just been repeating that over and over. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. You say, did it help? I don't know, but it sure didn't hurt. Yeah. You know, see, the word, the word is many times is like a vitamin pill. When you take your vitamin pill in the morning, does it necessarily make you feel perfect the rest of the day? No. You don't even know you took your vitamin pill most of the time. And so the vitamin pill, however, is something that we ingest, and then in that day, the next day, the next day, those vitamin pills or whatever medication you take works its way through your body 
every single day, even if it's just a small phrase, even if you're at work and the boss comes in and starts yelling at you, you can just smile at him and under your breath just say, Lord, kill him. No, no, <laughs> you, you just say, be strong in the Lord, and the power of his might. And let the word, it really does. You see, a word is alive. It's a, it's a person. It's a being. It's Jesus. And as we repeat Jesus inside of our hearts and spirits, this word, which is alive, really does start to do things inside our spirits. Things you don't even know about, but it starts to do that. So Paul says, put this on, put this on, put this on, put this on. But there's another key to this, and that is the actual definition of the word, of the phrase to put on. In the Greek, it's enduo. It really, it means to sink into something. To sink into. It's like when you put your clothes on this morning. You got out of your uh, pajamas or whatever, and then you put on the clothes that you're wearing right now. Now, I don't believe that you could have kept your pajamas on and put your clothes on. So you took off one and you put on, you sank into it. So the dependence there is, it's number one, requiring you to change your location. You cannot sink into one thing and be in something else. You can't have one mind and have another mind. The Bible calls that double-minded. And you'll be unstable. You can't be in two locations at the same time. It doesn't work. You can't wear a dress and blue jeans at the same time. You can, but I would think it very uncomfortable. You, you can't do it. If, if, I, if I, I, I can't wear scuba gear and a football uniform at the same time. The shoulder pads won't fit in the scuba gear unless you pull really, really hard. You can't wear both things. You can only wear one. You can only sink yourself into one outfit. You can't sink yourself into two. So it requires you change your location. We've been transferred out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the Son of His love. We've transferred our location. We are no longer from down here. We are now. Our citizenship is in heaven, from whence we look for our Lord and Savior, who will change these vile bodies and fashion them like unto His glorious body at some point. So we have already changed our location, and now it requires a full disposition of yourself into that. That's why Paul used the same word, the same word in First Corinthians, the fifteenth chapter, where he said, "This corruption must put on incorruption. This mortal must put on immortality." Everything is swallowed up in victory, Paul says. You can't have death and life at the same time, Paul says. You can't be mortal and immortal at the same time. At some point, it's all going to change. You're going to change your location. You're going to change your disposition. You're going to jump into it at the end, and death will be no more. Life will be no more, no more as we know it. The past will be no more. The flesh will be no more. Everything is swallowed up in him, and you are now in a new location. But i got to tell you something, my friends. We're there already because we're seated with him in the heavenly places. Hallelujah. We're already with him. We're already there. We can already change our disposition. We can already change our minds. We can already sink ourselves into brand new clothing. Hallelujah. Right. And I'm glad it's the armor now. Hallelujah. So putting on Jesus in this way is more than just slipping into him. It's more like you're immersing yourself to the point that you no longer exist. Your life is now his life. His way is your way. His purpose is your purpose. His mind is your mind. His destiny is your destiny. And isn't that our goal 
this disposition. We have, we have poured ourselves totally into his life, and there is nothing left of ours. And he can use us however he wants to. That's our goal. Now, I'm telling you right now, I'm still working on it. I think you probably are too. Mom, are you still working on it? Still working? Yeah, Pauline, you still working on it? Yeah, there's still 8894. Still working. Just saying. Still working. Still working. Don't stop being strong in the Lord and right. power of his might. Keep, keep doing it. Alright, last point. Last point. That is the third point is that the outcome of all this. He says, you're going to become strong in Jesus as you immerse yourself in him. And you are going to become strong in the power of his might. I'll tell you, a long time ago, I stopped trying to do it by my might. <laughs> I just realized that I am so stupid, I can't figure things out in life. I can't. I just can't. I just, I can't. I've given up. I've given up trying to figure out which direction to go. I've given up trying to figure out which car to buy, which house to live in, which wife to have. No, wait a minute. I have to Just sink down 
into Jesus. When you're, when you're confused, sink down into the Word. When you're bewildered and, and, and life becomes complex, just sink down into Jesus. Because in your weakness, He will be made perfect in His strength. You know, there's an old story. Uh, Wellington was the uh, general that fought against Napoleon. And, and as Wellington was preparing to fight, he made, a, he made a famous statement. He said, the presence of Napoleon at the head of any army is equal to 100,000 additional weapons. In other words, the authority and the power and the intellect that Napoleon had in waging war was so great that it was like amplifying the strength of any normal army. Well, Who's the captain that we have ahead of our army? <laughs> if any of us should never be afraid of anything, we've got a captain, the Lord of hosts, the captain of the army of hosts, the captain of the army of the hosts of heaven that is fighting for us every day, interceding for us every day. There's not one of us that should be filled with fear about anything. That's right. That's right. So, as we move deeper into this, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Get dressed in his armor. Get dressed in him. Get dressed in all that he has for you. Get dressed in his authority. Step out of the grave clothes that we so often linger in and step into the glory robes that we have that he has already prepared for us, that we're already standing in. Step into the new name. Do you know this morning that you have a new name that is written in heaven that no one knows but him? You don't even know the new name you have. But you know what you can do? You can say, Jesus, I'm stepping into the new name that you gave me. Hallelujah. I don't know what it is, but I'm stepping into it. And I want whatever it is. Someday I'm going to have it. But I'm taking it right now. All that we have in him. Be strong. Be strong in the power of his might. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for your strength, for your might, for your dominion. And that, Father, you have invited us into that strength. You've invited us because of the blood of Jesus, because of his body on the cross. You have invited us to step out of our weakness, to step out of those clothes that are so dispersed with sin, to step out of the foolishness of our own minds, to step out of our bewilderment, step out of our sin. So glad you're a cleansing God. And you've invited us to step into your armor, to step into all that you have, and to literally sink ourselves totally into you, just like we would sink all the way up to our neck in quicksand. Father, we would pray that we would sink all the way down so that quicksand, your love, your mercy, your grace covers our brains and everything. Sink us into you so that as we walk, we'll walk in newness of life, we'll walk in newness of strength, we'll walk in newness of provision. All that you've given us because we're strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We thank you for it. We receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's stand together. Let's just repeat that phrase a couple times. Could we be strong in the Lord and the power of his might? Let's just say it together. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. One more time. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Whatever I'm going to face this week, Lord, whatever I'm going to look at, whatever's coming down the road, I don't know. But I know I can say together, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Hallelujah.